Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, welcome to the show. I am here with actor, activist, storyteller, Cassandra James. Hi. Thanks for having me, Nick. Oh. <laughs> welcome to the show, Cassandra. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to hang out with you tonight. Me too. It's, it's funny to be like someone who you know in real life and be like, let's hang out. But then you have this other format that you do and it's kind of like it's fine. elevated hanging out. We're, we're, you know, people about town. We're ready. We can t- we can step into that mode, can't we? Perfect. Yeah. The topic of this week's show is being transgender in 2020. Yeah, because guess what? Transgender. That's me. Cassandra James is a transgender female. Yeah, every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know you might be transgender? So It's so amazing. I love that question because I feel like, um, you know, a, a lot of the work that I do when I think about my activism and the way that I talk about how I identify and, and, and the way it, it goes hand in hand with visibility and, and what I do for a living. Cause I, I really think that when I answer questions like that, it adds to sort of, it helps us to understand that like every person's transgender experience is very different. And I feel like we've learned a lot that like, I feel like I grew up not seeing much, but the, the narratives that I would see were like little boys and girls who were like, mommy, mommy, I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. You know, like kids who were sort of taught that like, when you're trans, like you always know, you know, and you were like a little kid and you always knew, or we get the, like, I've been holding this secret my whole life and I'm 65. And if I don't come out, I'll die. Right. There's like the two kind of narratives that we see all the time. Of course. For me, I did not know what transgender was until I was out of college. I think I met my first, you know, like I started working in nightclubs and I met my first, you know, trans queen. Um, and, I never, I always say that people saw her before I did and that I, I never really knew. Saw her meaning, saw, saw yourself. Yeah. Saw me for who I am and saw my like authentic essence, like long before I even knew what that meant or like could put an, could put a name to it or, or like even really knew what that was. So for me, I guess I was in a relationship. Um, and when it ended, I was like, whoa. What about that was so affirming and like so right? And I realized it was like, I was his girlfriend, not his boyfriend. I was in a relationship with a cis het guy and I'd never dated anyone really formally like that. And and it just felt really kind of like sweet and yummy and traditional. And, but I I was living androgynously at that time. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't identify as, as a woman I didn't even know that that was like a thing. Like I didn't really, you know, I was performing in nightclubs. I used to do drag. That's how I came. That's another way that I feel like a lot of trans folks kind of like step into their authenticity because drag is such a wonderful playground to kind of explore gender. Sure. Well, that's something I want to talk about too, that you're Mm -hmm. kind of segue, maybe jumping in the gun a little bit, but I wanted to ask you specifically, why do you think that people confuse gender and sexuality why do pe- people tend to lump that together and kind of get confused by the difference mm. but the way you're telling me the story right now is kind of sounds like one kind of led you to the other yeah i mean i think that like for queer folks we've had to really kind of and not all of us right like for cis queer folks it's very different but generally speaking like there are people who have kind of had to really crack open the their identities and look at the differences between gender um physical sex and sexuality right but for most people 
you know, all of that sort of aligns with culture, aligns with the binary, aligns with, you know, the norm, quote unquote, the, the majority. And so they don't have to ask themselves those questions. So they don't have to educate themselves. They don't have to understand the nuances or the differences because it's never been challenged. Right, it's not a part of their life. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I always was different. I was femme shamed my whole life. Like, you know, I never, I never fit in. And I, through drag, you know, discovered this, this like feminine character and identity and it just started to sort of resonate in deeper and deeper ways and then when this relationship ended I was like oh my gosh like that was such a fulfilling experience for me because I was being seen authentically and I didn't know that I needed that of the world I also used to really feel like I resisted transition for a long time because I felt like I would have been caving to the binary or something like that like i felt like i was really like because because so many people are always well when are you just when are you just going to transition i think we should kind of touch on that too though because i think a lot of people don't really even fully know what binary means oh binary meaning like i mean are we doing trans 101 i can break it all down we can go real simple i think that we definitely should i want this show to kind of be a place for people to go to be educated and to share these kinds of stories yeah um i think people don't really know about binary though binary meaning like to either you either identify as this or this yeah. without leaving the opportunity or the openness to be able to see that there could be something in between. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, bi- yeah, binaries too. Right. And when we're talking about the binary, I'm usually talking about the gender binary, which is this idea that, you know, men should be masculine and women should be feminine, pink and blue. You know, there's, it goes as far as like gender roles and the way, you know, like all of that stuff and it's so pervasive right and what i always say to cis folks who are having trouble understanding you know the binary is like the binary affects everybody it's just when you're cis your gender aligns with what culture teaches is the binary those sort of systems don't like don't radiate joyfully right like they don't they do not spark joy you know like (laughs) so you you know you have well which is interesting because then there are also trans folks who who are quite binary and who do subscribe to the binary right like i would i would consider my transition quite binary you know i love femininity and it's taken me a long time to feel comfortable in my transness and to get to a point where i can be like oh my gosh like i actually maybe like like maybe i do feel like i'm a bit of a tomboy and you know i i get to kind of you know, like I, I never wear dresses. Like, have you ever seen me wear a dress? Actually, no, but I've never really thought about it. Yeah. You know, but like, okay. So also, I guess for the listeners, I have to, I always have to preface any of the conversations that I have about transness that, you know, I can only speak from my own experience and my own experience. I, I have, I always really have to acknowledge that I've moved through my transition with a lot of privilege. And, you know, I think that that meaning what, so you know, I think that there's, we talk about passing privilege. I, I really am trying to develop new language. I wish I knew the person's name. Maybe we can pull it up. But I, I was introduced to some language on social media that instead of saying that trans folks pass, um, the language that I'm really excited by now is cis assumed. So okay. when, so there are, there are trans folks as a product of genetic or class privilege are able to move the world and in most most generally be perceived as cisgender 
so let's call it passing privilege, right? They passed. They passed as cis. If you tell don't, me a little bit more about what you mean by class privilege. So if you don't genetically pass, you know, like, um, and again, and this is why we have to talk about the binary, right? Because what does that even mean, right? So I guess women are supposed to have smaller frames. I guess you know women are not supposed to be over six feet. Are there cis women who are beautiful and big boned and tall? Yeah, of course. You know, for for me, it's like the this topic is so dense because it's so nuanced and there's so many intersections that that kind of go into it. And I feel like I'm, I'm maybe not being being as efficient as possible. But when we talk about, you know, even even the ways in which like I'm about to say that like, oh, genetic privilege affects affects the way that you can pass or be cis assumed. That is the 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 lens through which I'm going to articulate that is through the binary. So honestly, like break the binary, fuck the binary. I, I you know, I, I think it's important to understand that like two is boring, like black and white is boring. I agree. You know, we need to understand that, that also what I always say to cis folks when when talking about transness is like we made it up. Who we, made it up? We like the human race. We decided that boys like blue and actually historical footnote the blue was actually originally attributed to girls right this like switched in germany didn't it i i don't know the i yeah i don't know the full the full team i think i know what you're talking i've heard i've heard i have heard that as well so you know we made it up so we can absolutely we can absolutely unlearn the binary and i think that that's essential because i think the binary is oppressing not only trans folks and i feel like the media is so fixated on the ways in which the binary affects trans folks so circling back what I was talking about, about um, genetic privilege. So, you know, some trans folks are born with a genetic disposition that allows them to be perceived as the gender that they identify as, that their bodies don't necessarily betray, quote unquote, uh, the gender they were assigned at birth. And then if you don't have genetic privilege, but you have class privilege, maybe you can transform your body in in yes. a way that allows you to be more binary so that you won't be perceived as trans you might be perceived as cis i don't want to speak for the transgender community i'm only really offering my perspective on through my experience right so but you know when we talk about class privilege it to me again like i feel like we especially living in la like so much of what we talk about transition is so like surgical but to me it's also like having health insurance, being able to access like, uh, your hormones, like hormone, th- hormone replacement therapy can be life saving for trans folks. Right. Right. But even more so than that, can, as if you as a trans woman want to be perceived as cis, do you, can you afford the makeup that you might want? you know, to feminize your face the way you want? Do you have access to the internet so that you can watch makeup tutorials and learn how to transform your face? To me, it's it's so much broader than than surgery, you know, when I talk yes, about when I, I talk really about consider that. When I talk about class privilege. Right. That makes sense to me. Because unfortunately, you know, a lot of trans folks don't have access to the basic human human needs that they that that any human needs, but that they specifically need to allow them to step into their authenticity. So when I say so, yeah, we're setting it all up right so that I don't get canceled or anything. But you know, so when I talk about my experience, I have to acknowledge that I've been very very fortunate 
you know, that I've moved through my transition with a ton of privilege and it's something that I do not take for granted. And so for me, the way I was, I had, I've been able to reconcile with my privilege is to make sure that I, that I, that I'm do always do my best to be as informed as possible. And I am comfortable sort of putting myself out there in spaces that might not be as safe for other trans folks. So I do, I do do a fair amount of trans one-on-one, whereas a lot of trans folks, which I appreciate because I think that's kind of what I want the show to be Mm -hmm. is a place for, but not all, but not all trans folks can do that because it's, it's very, it's, it's in the same way. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about BLM at some point tonight, but it's like, in the same way we kept seeing all those posts about like, stop asking your black friends to inform you. You know, it's like for a lot of trans folks, they don't have the energy to justify their existence, to teach you the language that they wished you would just Google and learn how to use. I'm aware that not everybody is ready to do that. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind stepping into those spaces and, and putting myself out there because, you know, I think that I have a responsibility how did your family respond? Well, my my mom was amazing. Like I said, I've, I've moved through my transition with a lot of privilege. And one of the ways that privilege has taken shape is through support, love and support. My Both my parents, all three of my parents, my dad is remarried. All three of my parents absolutely had no problem with my transition. Um, and, and my dad said, you know, oh, I always wanted a daughter anyways. Oh, that's sweet. I know. So, you know, uh, my my nuclear family, I, I've had a lot of support. And what I thought was really... Wait, wait, wait. I need to interrupt you. Let's do it again. Oh, that was sweet. Oh, okay. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, strange, stra- challenging. I think it was more challenging to them as an effeminate gay man sure. than I am now as a feminine trans woman. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah. The binary. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at it through that lens, uh, makes it make more sense. Yeah. And so in a way, you know, again, as a product of my privilege, the fact that, you know, as, as, oh my gosh, this is so awful, but I had a, a, some friends back in Toronto who were like, we knew you'd sniff a hormone and be a woman. You know I mean? Like (laughs) shout out Scarlett Bobo. Do you remember saying that to me? Um, from Canada's Drag Race. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said that to me uh, when my first visit back from LA. She saw me at a nightclub and she was like, Fuck. Oh, because you're originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've since I came out and I, you know, I, ha- I have some cousins here in, in California as well. And, you know, they said to me, Yeah, like I remember, like, you know, Pol Pol was like, going through the family photo and then like she like hesitated when she got to you because she didn't know how to describe you. You know, Meaning what she couldn't I, she couldn't describe you because of your gender identity or because of why? Because the way that I presented was so non-binary and so challenging for her, like it, it was, it just was uncomfortable. But now I'm her like you know long-haired, you know makeup-wearing granddaughter, and it's like no problem for her, right? Yeah, yeah, the binary. Well, for my from my own experience, coming out at the beginning was like, wow, this fucking sucks this hand that I was dealt is like not something mm. I ever wanted to deal with. Mm. But you're right. When you get the love and support and kind of just a reminder that everything is actually okay. 
it helps you weather like the other storms that are bound to like happen, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So going off that, I want to talk about how has being a transgender female affected your dating life? <laughs> if that's something you want. Are yeah, to talk about. of course. I mean, you know, it's a fucking nightmare at times. We cannot talk about that without talking about what's happening to the trans community, the trans feminine community, trans women of color. You know, trans women of color are are in crisis right now. They're being murdered at an alarming rate. And it's really disgusting and scary what's happening. And the fact that, you know, the cis world is not talking about it. It's not being seen as as an epidemic of violence, you know, is really heartbreaking and, and really sad. So, you know. Right. And if you want to if, in... if you, you want to talk about like you know, oh, like, has it been hard for you to date? It's like, yeah, but uh, on top of all the, the, like, transphobia and the awful messages, like, I've gotten over the years on dating apps and the ways, you know, dating dating guys on the DL and, like, not, you know, like, all of that bullshit. It's also about, like, trying not to get killed and, like, trying not to, like, wind up in a dumpster. Yeah, could we talk about, you know, like, how hard it's been for me to date? Like, yeah, but, you know, the big picture is, is that, there's this epidemic of violence that's affecting our community and you know it's it affects our mental health you know the weight of like opening instagram and 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 like and the fear you know and and i'm 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 a trans woman of color but i'm not a black trans woman i can't i can't imagine the 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 weight of that ex- of 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 those deaths and how that resonates for my trans my black trans sisters you know when we're talking about transness and dating in media and, you know, in, in forums like this, in on TV and in the news and stuff, we, you know, I, I, I have to always talk about this epidemic of violence that, the, that black trans women are experiencing right now because that is, to me, the most important. I knew it existed because I had heard about it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until even more recently, like when I saw the actual videos that like recently even happened in, in Hollywood. Yeah, that was that was really hard. That was really scary because one of my girlfriends like lives in that neighborhood. I used to spend a lot of time up there. The LGBT center um, that I that my my doctor is there. Like that's I used to hang out in that in that fucking neighborhood. I used to go to the clubs in that in that area. Right. Right. And it's so that really hit home for me. We're getting a call. We're getting a call. Here we go. Call from Melanie. Melanie. To accept, press one to send a voicemail. Melanie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Melanie. How are you? Hi, Melanie. Good, thank you. Melanie, yes. Hi. I have a question for you. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of hers. Aw. And I'm post-op. Okay. So, that you know, maybe just a little background here. And what I don't understand is, in this whole big thing in the trans community, I don't understand why can't, why does everyone have, let me ask you in the political sense. Why does everyone have to be a Democrat? Why does everyone have to vote for Joe Biden? I don't understand that. I'm voting for President Trump, and I really don't understand all the heat. I don't understand. There's a walkaway campaign. I don't understand. Joe Biden is not for me. I don't know why people can't respect that in this community. Hmm. I mean, well, Melanie, thank you for you know being vulnerable with us and putting it's yourself out there. Question. Yeah, no, no I, we I appreciate it. Yes. Um. You know, I think that uh, it's it's. I'm not here to change your mind. You know, the election is so soon. And, uh, you know, like, I think that I, I, you know, I'm sorry that you've been feeling pressure from the community or feeling like you, that you're not allowed to, you know, form your own opinion. Um, I'm but, part of the community. But, but and 
this is what um, you know. I'm part of this community, and it's and you know supposedly it's everyone's supposed to you know be in it together. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a Republican, you're not. Well, I think that we can't. You know what I mean? Well, we can't ignore the way that this administration has targeted the trans community from from the beginning. And Can you be more specific about that? Well, there's been legislation that that the Republican, the Trump administration has tried to push through that that is really harmful, potentially super harmful to trans folks. And so I think I think that as much as you are entitled to your own opinion and you can vote however you want, that's your right as an American. But at the end of the day, I think we can't we can't ignore the fact that this administration has really targeted the trans community in a really violent way. And I think that we have to acknowledge that trans folks are feeling very unsafe in America right now. And so I Joe think Biden hates, Joe Biden hates the gay and LGBT community. He hates the he is not for gay marriage. He has said it a million times. Mm. I'm sorry. Well, you know, just, I, I really feel like Melanie, really, do you if you're saying that Biden is against you, do you think that Trump is for you? Do you think that Trump has your best interests in his campaign and for his platform? I really do. I really do. I Even really with do. Mike Pence I, and all the things that are associated I, with Mike Pence. Way. I mean, I mean, he has done, there are laws to protect us. He, he has, I mean, maybe I can't name off yeah. everything, but I think he's just gotten a bad name. I really feel as though he's just gotten a bad name. Mm. Well, I've you know, I Trump think we, rallies. I've been to Trump rallies and let me tell you something. I, well, I have never once received, I've never once received any backlash. Hmm. Melanie, you know what? I'm, I I want to I want to thank you again for calling in. I think I do want to take more callers, and I just before right, I I'm sorry. no, not to worry. No, but be, don't worry. Before I, before we move on, I just want to say, you know, at the end of the day, like I I want to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your opinion with us. And again, I wanted to say, you know, it sucks that you are feeling pressure from that you're feeling pressure from a community that is should be supporting you. So sorry, Melanie. Oh, from we lost her. We lost her. Billy. To accept, press one. To send a voice. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Are, are we are we already recording right now? You, Billy, you, you are bet. live on the show, Billy. Billy, you're making. Wait, I'm live. I mean, <laughs> live meaning this is actually pre-recorded. But yeah, yes. we're, you were we're recording right now. Is there anything you wanted to talk about tonight? Question for Cass. Yeah. Given that. <laughs> We do live in a very, like, sheltered world out here in Hollywood sometimes in the sense where um, you don't necessarily see the rest of the country in every, you know, light. Mm. What would you say, not to get political, I'm sorry if you've already touched on this or anything like that, but um, what would you say to someone that would be voting Republican this year and how that affects you mm. more more so than just gay rights more so than just the LGBT community um, how would you convince somebody to look at things in your perspective I think it's important to be as informed be as informed as possible and I think that you know it's so hard because I'm I'm really aware that like the people in my world obviously like hear so much about my experience because I'm in their lives. And I, I all, I always kind of remind myself that like, for the most part, like people don't know 
trans folks. Like people don't know who we are. People don't know. Like people are just meeting us for the first time and they're seeing us represented for the first time on these TV shows that are finally, you know, creating performances and, and stories that are nuanced and detailed. And I think that, you know, it's so important to seek out stories that that seek out stories that that aren't yours. And when we're talking about this election, you know, the Trump administration has targeted LGBTQ folks from the beginning and specifically trans folks. There's been so much legislation that this administration has tried to get fast tracked, that they've tried to fast forward. I mean, you, you know, so many pieces of legislation that really have really, really dark implications for, you know, us. And, and there have been days when even living in California being like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my, you know, am I not going to be able to, you know, access healthcare, you know, in, if, if the administration, you know, if the Trump administration, you know, heaven forbid, you know, takes power again, you know, in November. Oh God, we're really hoping not. Yeah. So, you know, for me, when I think about changing someone's mind, I think, the way in which I often do that is just by being myself and being being vulnerable and being real and being like, you know what, uh, Billy, do you know who Harvey Milk was? No, I do not. No. Harvey Milk um, was the first um, out gay. Um, I, he was a politician in California. I think he was in there's a there's a movie about. Yeah, there's a movie about him. You know, his he had a whole thing about. If you know one of us, you can't hate us. You right. Know, that, that was one of his his bumper stickers. And so for me, as an actress, as someone in Hollywood, like that's why I think that visibility is so important. When we're talking about the election, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's why I think in terms of changing someone's mind, it's like I just want to I just want to radiate. I want to live my life. I want to, you know, I want to. I want to sit, I like, you know, I, I have girlfriends, we talk all the time about like, we as trans folk just need to be like, we need to like, you know, maybe not now with COVID, but you know, before we were like, we need to be at brunch, you know, we need to be on dates, we need to be seen out in the world, we need our partners to, you know, be comfortable with that. And, and, and we want our families to, you know, like post our family photos. And like, we need to just be seen because if you know us, if you see that we live nuanced, deep lives, and then you see the way that this administration is targeting kind of like an idea of us. It, those two things can't go together once you start to once you see yeah. a person that's attached to that. Going off that though, I don't identify as transgender, but in the same way of me being gay, I think that the visibility thing is 100% translates in the same way because f- coming out with my family and stuff, being able to th- for them just to see it and be like see me with a, another guy and be like, oh, this is actually normal and this is like not scary or whatever the um, things were at the beginning that they might have thought about all of that changed just by seeing it more and being exposed to it. Yeah. You know, I've I've been really, yeah, I've been really, I've been really lucky to have friends kind of tell me like, Oh, I've learned, you know, I've learned so much just by like being your friend. That's sweet. I think I, I think being your friend too, I've learned a lot from you. Yeah. I agree. Caller. We thank you for calling. Is there anything (laughs) else you'd like to say? Thanks for doing this. Both of you. Thank Thanks, you. Billy. That was sweet. Oh, sorry. I hung up on him. <laughs> sorry, Billy. Call from Ethan. To accept, press one to send a voice. Ethan. Hi, Ethan. 
Hello. How are you guys? We're great. Doing We're having great, a lovely Ethan. evening. Ethan, how can we help you today, I'm so baby? Happy. Um, I was just calling to say hi to BH. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say I respect how well you guys handled those lovely callers that you just had. Thank you. Um, I couldn't hear them, obviously, but um, I don't agree. Obviously, I don't. I don't. I'm not a political person, so I don't want to get into it. <clears throat> but I think it's absolutely disgusting the world that we are in right now. COVID aside, with the way that this world is being ran country I should say and um you both us three to be honest deserve a lot more respect than we're given the world needs to be a better place and there needs to be nicer people and we should have the same rights and the same res- be given the same respect that um straight men and women get mm-hmm. and I just want to say that you both are fantastic human beings and um yeah that's it. I just thank you. Oh, you thank know, you, Ethan. You need a little positivity. Thank you. Thanks, so Ethan. That's sweet. very sweet of you. Well, sending, You're so welcome. Sending uh, love back to you. I hope that yes. um, I'll be I'll be watching anyway. So, okay. um, I hope you guys are doing well and have fun with your podcast. And I'll be back next week. Thanks thank so you. Much. Thanks Whenever. for calling, Ethan. Good night. Of course. Have a good night, guys. You too. Bye. That was sweet. I like positive so nice. calls like that. Yeah. We'll Call start. from John. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. John. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Good, how Hi, are you? Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling in from? I'm good. Um, I'm calling from a very small town in southern Ontario. Okay, hi, Ooh, Canada. an international caller. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing we're doing very well we're doing great john well, how can we help you Good. today what's your question so my it's not a very um the question's kind of very loose-ended i guess okay. okay but i just wondered if you had any advice for a young gay man who is trying to get out in the dating scene mm. in a very small town i'm talking like maybe like 1500 people i think that actually live here it's a very small town that's okay. that's not a lot, even if you were heterosexual, that's not a lot of people to pick from. Exactly. Yes. I think that Are you John are you out, John? Or do you feel have you I am. Okay. How old are you, John? I'm twenty two. Okay, so you're still pretty young. You got lots of time. I think man. you got a lot of time. Yeah. I think that the But best you're ready. Of... You're ready to kinda of get out there and see and see what the what the world has to offer in terms of connection. Absolutely. What's yes. like the closest big city to where you're calling from? So I, Toronto is about two hours um, east of me, and then I'm about an hour north of London. Okay. Oh my okay. gosh. I used to. Do you do, know where that is? Did you ever go to Lavish in, in um, London? I'm pretty sure they're closing. I've never been, but I'm pretty sure oh, it's closing. So oh, so sad. I used to perform there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John, I think that the best so, advice for you is going to be that you have to get out of that town. Is there a reason that you're staying um, there? I mean, you're 22. I actually, I did go to school in London for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I think, interestingly enough, I think growing up in a small town and only being experienced to straight relationships or that as the normal, Mm. I also find I have a very hard time perceiving a gay relationship and not having those, like, straight stereotypes in the back of my mind as well, Mm. if that makes sense. I do get it. I think that when you're... When I was younger, I could definitely relate to that. Being gay was so new and so foreign to me that it kind of almost felt like... 
whatever I was doing was, it didn't feel right yet. But I think that you'll get there. Obviously, because my, what my, what I'm expecting I should be looking for is what I would normally see in straight relationships. So the idea of that um, straight masculine guy, that is what I see that I'm attracted to only because it's all that I've ever known. Mm, So even just the gay culture in that sense, I don't have like as much exposure to that to Mm. help lead me in that direction, if that makes sense. It goes back to that exposure thing and just being able to recognize that there other, there are other options for you out there. You just have to know that exactly. they exist. I think being in the yeah. small town, you kind of kind of get trapped in that small town mentality. Coming from a small town in general, like getting out to a big city, I w- was l- fortunate to be able to live close enough to Chicago and like be able to go downtown right. and kind of experience what that was like and kind of like be like, all right, mom, I'm going to rig- I'm going to the bars, but not really being too specific about it and being able to have those experiences that kind of did really change my life and kind of confirm for me a lot of things. Uh, that I was dealing with at that time in my head. Mm. Uh, my advice right. is, yeah, expose yourself to the TV and stuff, but also it doesn't hurt to go to those two close big cities that you're in and spend some time there. Not grinder. <laughs> it works for some people. Sometimes. Okay. But, you know, I, I think that if if you're not ready to, like, leave your small town yet, you know, like the internet is an amazing place. And I think that you could totally connect with people and just put yourself out there and in a way, trust that the, the, like the internet is, it actually keeps you safe in a way because you're, you're not, you know, like you're not actually in any physical danger, right? You can, you can have FaceTime, you can have FaceTime dates, you know, you can text, you can get to know people. And it really is just about sharing your story and letting, letting other men that you're meeting share their story. You know, you're not alone. I'm I so agree. happy you called. That's and... the takeaway, that you're not alone. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you. Your assignment And is... one last thing I will add. Yeah. So I followed you, Cassandra, for so many years. And I, as a oh. kid, I was a young teen, and I used to watch you on Periscope all the time. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. And <laughs> I, always, I always wanted to come down and see you perform, but oh. I wasn't old enough yet. And then by the time I became legal, you had already moved. <laughs> oh, no. So for anyone listening to the podcast, I used to... Oh, my gosh. We're we getting a call. new call. Thank you so much, caller. Call from... Um, Mike. To accept, press 1. To send a voice... Mike. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. I just want to say that I'm like a real big fan because I watch General Hospital. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks so much for calling in. Where are you coming in from? Uh, Calling in from? Me and my brother are calling in from New Jersey. Hi, both of you. Yeah, for everyone listening out there, Cassandra is a regular on General Hospital. Thank you so much for calling. That's so sweet. Do you have anything yes, you wanted to ask mom, Cassandra? My mom's a big fan fan of yours as well. Oh, G A is G H a, a family affair for you guys? You all watch together? Of course. That's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. My mom is is a, is a big fan of the show now. <laughs> since I've been on yeah. it, that's my sweet. Mom, my mom's been a fan for since since back in the day. Oh well, okay. Well, tell her tell her that you spoke to me and that I said hello. Oh, I will definitely. All right, thank thank you. Thank, thank you, you for so calling. much for calling. Call from <gasps> Tara. Tara. To accept press. Tara. Hi, Tara. Um. Well, I have one question and then a statement. If okay. That's okay. Yeah. Of course. Sure. 
Um, well, Cassandra, are you going to be on General Hospital anytime soon? <laughs> Come Thank on you. now, Tara. You know that I, I can't say, right? Everything's very top secret. I think you should definitely continue watching your favorite soap. Oh, we can read between the lines a little bit with that answer. <laughs> was that was that a very diplomatic <laughs> answer, Tara? <laughs> and um, my statement is, as a cisgendered woman, I want to thank you for what you do for the transgender community mm. because my daughter came out as transgender and her biological mother abandoned her for it. Oh. And I took over as her mom and she really looks up to you. Oh my gosh. That's what's, so sweet. What's your daughter's name? Her name is Allison. Hi, Allison. Al- Hi, Allison. Well, Tara, I want to thank you first of all for stepping in. I'm, I'm sorry, Allison, that you went through that experience with your biological mom, but I, I think you're really lucky to have a woman like Tara in your life. Who's going to take care of you. And, you know, we were talking earlier in the podcast about, how important love and support and acceptance is. I agree. And I'm, and I'm honored Thank to you. great to call. Be, yeah. I'm honored that you, that, that Allison looks up to me. Thank you for talking to me. Have a wonderful night. Bye. You too. Bye. Call from Cohen to accept. Press one to send a voice. Cohen. Hi, Cohen. Hi. 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 Hi, Where, Cohen. This is so weird. Where are you calling in from? I'm in Boston at the moment. Woohoo, Boston. I've never been there. Neither have I. Cohen, what brings you to the show today, baby? Um, no clue. Say what that again? Yep. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. No, you're um, good. <laughs> I've had something to do. Um, I don't know. I... Do I detect an accent? Yeah. What is your accent? Australian. Australian. Oh my gosh. We talked about on the last episode. There are so many hot guys in Australia. I don't understand what's going on over Nicholas, there. Nicholas, calm down. I know. I'm just saying. Did you have no. a Did you have a question? You're just calling in to join the experience. Oh yeah. No, sorry. I was, I was Cassandra, what do you do for a living? I'm an actress. What What movies do you play in? Uh, I have an indie coming out this Christmas, and. The I don't Do know, you know if I, the name. I don't think I'm allowed to say the name yet. So um, you'll just have to stay tuned on my socials. But I'm I'm a recur okay. on a soap opera called General Hospital. I've been on that show for a couple okay. years now, and I've done I did a guest star on a Canadian show last year called Diggs Town. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a storyteller and actress. I've been performing my whole life. Uh, yeah. Doesn't doesn't ring any bells to me yet. But General Hospital? Come on General now. Hospital. Oh my god, hang up on him. Yeah, my god. A, that is a uh, that's a very <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm like being honest, sir. No. That's, that's a very fine. popular daytime program. <laughs> well, um yeah, I guess it's an American thing. Oh yeah, he's from it's, Australia. Oh, we'll yeah, give him a pass. Okay, a fine. Bit. You get a pass. Yeah, you get a pass. I'm sorry. No, no. It's I'm fine. sorry. I probably, I probably should start watching it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Cohen, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um. What do you guys do in your downtime? You know, we need to stop. You know, putting so much importance on productivity. I think that everybody. Actually, yes. I you know, agree with everybody. That. I on that. You know, this year has been, you know, totally everything's, you know, the, we've had the rug pulled out from under us. And I think that people need to, yeah. you know, like, it's okay. It's okay to like grieve and like 
you know, it's okay to, to like breathe into boredom. Like it's okay. Like, you know, I think that it's, it's, we're, we're kind of unlearning uh, the, the momentum has really shifted. So, you know, in my downtime, Oh my gosh, I'm sleeping more than I ever have. It's I'm wonderful. Jealous. It's, it's, really? it's wonderful. I'm like not sleeping at all. Why aren't you sleeping very much? Well, I I'm in school at the moment, so I'm getting you... my doctor's in pharmacy. Oh, oh amazing. So I like that's productive. And then I'm working, and then it's just like good for you. I have like it's rough. It's rough, but I'm getting mm. through. Well, you know, I think. I always say to people, be gentle on yourself. You know, this has been such an unusual experience for everyone. So many of us, you know, are, are finding their their systems and like their routines and, and their habits and like everything kind of turned upside down. So as much as you're trying to, you know, stay in school and keep working and, and keep studying, you know, it's okay to give yourself a break. It's okay to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe do throw on an episode of general, you know, I think it's true. Have a can. Yeah. I think it streams on Hulu, but you know, like it's okay to, you know, call, you know, call your mom, FaceTime, you know, take a break, you know, and, and, um, and don't be so hard on yourself. There's no, there's no obligation to perform this year, you know, does that, does that yeah, give totally great. I think that's a nice answer. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you, Cohen. No problem. Have a good night. You too. Oh, good morning, wherever your time is. Yeah. Call from Matt. Did this person to already accept, call? Press one. To send a voicemail, press two. Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. So, um, where are you calling well, in I from, Matt? Again. Wait, yeah, this we're person... the guys from Jersey, and I had another quick question for you. Oh, how did you get on General Hospital? I auditioned, so you know I have I have a, I have a team here in LA that takes care of me, and you know they I got I auditioned for the part. They you know the the show put out a call that they were casting for a transgender um, character, a trans femme character. So I auditioned for it. They liked what they saw. I went in again. Um, so you typically have call, you know, you audition more than once. And I was in my Uber home from my third audition. And my manager at the time called me and said, I got the part. That's awesome. Yeah. What a happy ride home. That is awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Because we watch, we watch General Hospital like it's a religion. I can't miss it. Oh, good. My mom's the same. She watches every day now. We just want to say one more thing, though. We want to see what's brewing between Sonny and Cyrus. You know I'm not allowed to tell you. Everything is very, very top secret on GH, Nick. They're very, very protective of the storylines because the fans just want to know all the time. Dedicated fans. It's wonderful. It's amazing. You want to know. I know. I know you do. I want to know. This show's on five days a week, isn't it? It is. Five days a week. Yes. Spill some tea, girl. (laughs) You, You know I would if I could. You know what I always say? Keep watching. Keep watching. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for calling in again. Have Thank a wonderful you. night. That was a sweet repeat caller. Yeah. You you have some serious fans. Sometimes. That's sweet. I'm honored, honestly. I... It's it's like so flattering. Call from Hello, it's Ethan. I have a juicy story. To accept, <laughs> press one to send a voice. <laughs> Okay, Ethan. Welcome back, Ethan. Welcome, Welcome. back to the oh, Hello thank LMAO. Thank you so much. Um, I just really needed to share this story with you guys because I feel like you would appreciate it. Okay. Yes, Ethan. Um, we're all are ears, you ready? Baby. We're yes, ready. We're ready. Okay. So um, I am like not like a like a 
hoe, you know, but like I can get like down on the sheets. Okay. But um, my friends and I have a Mexican restaurant in town that we go to like probably twice a week. And we have a server that we've been going, that's been serving us for like four years. Okay. And we had a party at my apartment, COVID friendly, of course. Um, last week and <laughs> okay, okay. That's, some, that's a questionable um, angle but go on mm-hmm. Gee. so I didn't realize until I mean I did kind of know but I subconsciously forgot that um, homeboy had a wife and a kid at home oh no um, and like yeah so definitely had sex like multiple times um, totally was not expecting to um and it wasn't like awful. It was really great, but I was like, I'm concerned because he shaved his his entire body was shaved, and he's well, he's obviously not a straight man. But um, I'm just like, I was really concerned. It was I wasn't complaining at all because like, chef kiss. But his entire body was shaved, and like, he was just like really enjoying it, and it made me feel like this wasn't his first rodeo. Am, am I right for thinking this or you know what, am Ethan? I just you know what, Ethan? Like I'm very much like, I don't know. Like, is it, is it important for you to know whether or not no. this is something that he, so then why not enjoy the experience no, yeah. and like, don't, don't judge it right. too much. No, I know. Yeah. I just like, I can get down. I, he just really, he wanted his Christmas present early and I get it. Like good for you. Santa's Ethan. in town, good but for you. it was great. Good I just, story. Like, yeah, Ethan, I also want to say that you shouldn't feel guilty because um, this is this sounds like a relationship that he probably shouldn't be in anyway. And if this is something he's exploring. Well, listen, you don't know you, what arrangement he has with his wife. Listen, there's all kinds there's all kinds of connections these days. That's true. Well, I mean, I've had my fair share of great, great men. Well, who, Ethan, um, I hope you I hope we're getting another call. I, would, I want to say, oh, my gosh, I want to say. Okay. Uh, thank you for calling again and stay safe and have fun. Thank, thank you, you, Ethan. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Call from Zachary Zeller. Oh. To accept, press one. Zachary. Hi, Zachary. Yes, this is Zach. Hi, how are you guys? Good. How are you? Where are you calling in from? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. From- welcome to the show all the way from Kansas City. Yes. So my question is, like, what advice do you guys have for somebody that's gay trying to date in the Midwest in like a conservative city? This is a, this is an this is a very popular question on the yeah, show. Yeah, we actually. had we had another caller, you know, who's from a quite small town. My advice is okay. that you need to get out to other cities and go explore. <laughs> I think the best way to find yourself and figure out what you want is to go live your life. And you can't always do that staying in a small town. It works for some people. But since you're calling into a show talking to strangers, it sounds like it's probably not your vibe. So my suggestion is to lean into that and go explore and go see what else is out there. Mm. Cassandra? <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe a little bit more diplomatic than Nick. And I'm, I, you know, I'm really encouraging everyone to kind of lean into the gift that is the Internet. You know, I think that as much as the internet can be a really toxic and scary place these days, it, it's also like a place where a lot of connection is born. So, you know, if you're feeling like you're not meeting people naturally or like, you know, in your, in your conservative, you know, or like if you're, if where you live is quite conservative or you're just not feeling like 
socially and also because of COVID, right? Everybody's at home. Yeah, it's COVID like, definitely makes things harder. Why not? Why not? You know, open yourself up and 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 safely put yourself out there online. There, you know, there are lots of dating apps. They're not all geared for hookups. There's a lot of ways to to connect. You know, there's um. There's forums and, and, and places on the internet that are really, really wonderful, safe spaces for, for queer people, for you to meet and, and connect with other queer people and start sharing, share your story and let, let other people share theirs with you. I love that answer. Thank you. I appreciate that advice. Yeah. I'm in college right now, so I... Oh, this I, is the best time. college here in Kansas City. Okay. I know. Like, it's the best time to, like, you know, like, get out of your comfort zone and everything. But, mm-hmm. like, as you guys mentioned, COVID has kind of restricted that. Are you at a big school? The University of Missouri, Kansas City. It's about, like, 20,000. Oh, that's <laughs> pretty big. Giant. Yeah. It's not giant, but it's still enough people to find, like, a nice pool of people to connect with and become friends with and Do you feel figure like- it out with. Are there some resources that you can access through your school? Are there like yeah, most schools like of that size have like an LGBT at least group that meets every so often. I remember going to one at Indiana University, and I wonder if it's like you know, are they doing it over Zoom? You know, uh, yeah, they have like different uh, like LGBTQ like organizations and stuff at their school. But like expanding on like their initial question that I like I asked you guys, mm-hmm. like besides relationships. Um, it's just like difficult finding, I feel like, gay friends just in general because one, either it's more like the relationship is either more like hookup oriented yeah. or they just like aren't really like interested in like being friends, I guess. I always, so, I, don't know. I'm, I always used to say, you struggle with that? Uh, yeah, I used to say to my gay friends all the time, I feel like with gay, relate with gay, gay men specifically, but like there's always that moment, it's like, are we going to be girlfriends or boyfriends? <laughs> You know? Yes. <laughs> you always Going off of that, though, I think you need to find friends that are not based on attractiveness. As, like, when I was first coming out, this is something we've talked about on the show already, too. Nick, read the house. If you, when you're gay and you're first finding out about other gay people and exploring that kind of realm, you tend to hang out with people that you are attracted to sexually. So it kind of, when you meet up with them, it. it kind of definitely complicates it from the start. So you kind of got to be more open to being like, oh, is this person that messaged me, since I'm not attracted to them, I'm not going to respond. You need to learn to respond to the people that you just think might be cool people that you want in your life. Totally. Oh, I love that. You know, and it's like, yeah, surround, be vulnerable. Like what I said, you know, like share your story and then allow other people to share their story with you. Because, you know, I think that we place so much when you come out, you know homosexuality is your sexual it's it so i understand why so much of your identity when you're coming out is kind of rooted in in romantic and sexual connection but what you're it sounds like you're craving you know connection in in a deeper way so then you know maybe yeah it is about kind of thoughtfully shifting the importance on uh, like what you're seeking and the way and the way in which you're engaging with people online. Yes, exactly. Like what that. qualities do you want in a friend? You can find that on dating apps. If you're trying to specifically connect totally. with gay people. Yeah. Can I ask you as a question? Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> so, um, have you guys ever like built like a good relationship out of something initially being like a hookup? Well, I have estrogen um, coursing through my body and uh, I, I can't really, I can't really, I can't handle that stuff. So I'm very much like, it's either going to be like a romantic thing 
or it's going to be a friendship. I'm I think that's more think. of like a Nick question. Um, I definitely have had hookups that have turned into something else. Yes. I don't know that it definitely means that it's like a quality thing, but I, I don't know. I, I have lots of gay friends who I feel like have hooked up with people and it's blossomed into friendship. I think that, Oh, it was into friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, don't worry about it so much and just, just continue to be vulnerable. Com- continue to just try and be as present as possible in your connections and just let them be what they want to be. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Thank you for answering my questions. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Thank you for calling. Bye. Good calls make the show what it is. No judgment to the other callers. No judgment to the other callers. No, the other callers were great too. So I have to tell you, like, I'm going to edit this part out. When I first started doing the show, I expected it to be a lot of, like, people calling in with, like, I don't know, grinder stories or, um, like, just, like, more, like, circuit parties and, like, West Hollywood. Like, I'm so used to West Hollywood. But when I started opening the phone lines to strangers, you get these calls from people that are from small towns and are figuring out what it's like to be gay. And you get to like realize that who you are like is revolutionary and matters. And also, yes. don't edit this out. This is exquisite. But I never thought the show was going to become that. Let people surprise you. Call from Nathan's. Did Nathan call? To right? accept, press one to send a voicemail. Nathan. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> What's up? Oh my God, How Nathan, much? are you deflating? Where are you com- Where are you calling in from? Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And what, Carolina. What's your question for us? Heard of it? Um. So, how are y'all having sex in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. What is going on? I need. I need like a full on hazmat suit. <laughs> no. What's going on? <laughs> so. We just were talking about connection and I think, and we were talking about how important communication is, you know, I think that it's important to be informed, you know, we, we're, we're kind of unlearning a lot and relearning and re-navigating connection in this year. And I think that, you know, in order to keep yourself safe emotionally, spiritually, and physically, it's like, you have to have, you have to have enough information to form an opinion that that you can integrate and feel feel aligns with your who you are and your values. So, you know, right. as much as this time is really isolating and it, it might feel like, you know, how do, how do you connect with people? It's like we're, we can relearn as much as you are trying to inform yourself and to kind of create a set of rules and protocols that are going to keep you safe, because I think that that is something that I think everyone's had to do is kind of figure out what they can accommodate like morally and for their emotional spirit, like what they can really manage Mm -hmm. when it comes to COVID. And then maybe when it comes to wanting to meet up, it's like, Hey, should we, you know, both agree to get tested? And so does it feel like, does it, but but I've been safe and I haven't, and I'm like, I'm reaching my, my, my end point. Like, uh, right. What are we doing? And Nick, you're so cute. Uh oh. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for calling in. <laughs> thank you. Cassandra, you're so beautiful. Oh, thanks. All right. You guys have a good night. Okay? You, too. you too. Thanks, thanks for, for calling. calling in. All right. Bye. bye. Do you have any closing statements? Well, I mean, sure. I had such a lovely time with you. This is this is so great. It's like a nice it's it's kind of chaotic and fun. It's great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for letting me, you know, tell my story and talk to people. It's um, wonderful. Yeah. What did we learn today, everybody? We learned about... Class, class. 
What was the lesson today? I try to be informative every episode about something. Yeah, I'm trying I think to be. so. And if you're listening to the podcast, you know, I, I know we talked about a, we kind of like talked about a, a bunch of stuff kind of generally in a very, you know, kind of chaotic way before we started taking calls. I hope it was, I hope you enjoyed, you know, before we, before we started taking calls, what we were, before we opened the about. phone lines. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? We'll, we'll end it. No, I'm good. Love you. Love you too, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night.